0: bottom line is that the government is getting what they have ordered. They're getting what they have paid for. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. That is why our country and our world has become so proliferated with entertainments, mass media, game shows, television shows, amusement parks, drugs alcohol and every kind of entertainment to keep the human mind entertained so that you don't get in the way of important people by doing too much thinking you had better wake up and understand that there are people who are guiding your life and you don't even know it and all american citizens i think have suspected something like this is going on but we're all too busy trying to stay alive and live our lives And after all, what can one person do about it? One person can do nothing, but a nation educated can do much. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA
1: Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael welcome folks to the last day of the worst year that we've yet to have um, called 2022 the worst year um, but it's also been the best year and uh man i'm just gonna dive right into it i'm not planned for this at all i don't have any uh, any notes nothing but there's so much going on in the world and there's so many good things happening there's so many bad things happening uh we're really getting into Uh, The fight of the revolution to restore this country and to restore our values because people are waking up so drastically now they are having to. And when I say they, I mean the the captured state, the deep state people like to call uh, the captured corporate scientists and they are scientists, they're social scientists and uh, also eugenicists. Uh, eugenic scientists that are experimenting on the population globally not just the united states but i'm talking about the united states because we are in the united states and that's all uh all i'm really concerned about and oregon here but we are in a captured state that goes all the way back to the mid 40s 50s is really when they took effect uh and it's basically captured the united states and you know for for the longest time the united states has been a corporation And we are essentially its employees, which is why we all have social security numbers. It's a filing system with the United States Corporation. Um, It's not the United States as a sovereign nation. It's an actual corporation. And, uh, you know, we are essentially employees to that, which is why the IRS has jurisdiction to come after us, revoke our homes. If we decide we don't want to pay taxes, even though taxes is unconstitutional, it's illegal. They essentially opt us into this situation. Now, there are ways to get out of it. There are ways to divert out of it and try to get your freedom back. We need to get back into the common law structure the common law legislation of where we are sovereign human beings, and we are citizens of this country and citizens of the United States, citizens of Oregon. Now I'm getting off on a tangent, because I always do, but there's so much going on. And one of the big things um, that I just really want to dive into, uh, everybody's talking about this Andrew Tate thing, Uh, and, uh, and I have my opinions about it, and it's not popular. You know, uh, it, I, I've been really advocating for these Twitter spaces and everybody going on and having these open forum debates and and open conversations in these Twitter spaces. And and there are some very, very good things. And while I'm on that topic, if you go to noncompliantamerica.com and you can check out, I actually uploaded what I think is probably to date the most important uh, open forum debate to date uh, in regards to covid the, the uh, uh, electronic takeover and all the things kind of associated with COVID and how they're essentially just trying to put us in these digital gulags and physical gulags, uh, experimenting on the population, uh, you, you, all of the things that are tied in with COVID and what it loops into. It was hosted by Simone Gold. So you can go to Noncompliant America. It's called The Great COVID Debate. Uh, I actually grabbed the entire four-hour Twitter space, and you guys can listen to that now. If you don't have Twitter, that's fine. You can listen to it uh, on Noncompliant America. And so I'm, I'm going to try to start doing more of these things, of things that I feel that are irrelevant. I'm just going to put them right on my channel. I'll have a short introduction, but really it's just for you guys to be informed with what's going on. Now, a lot of the stuff that's talked about on this Twitter space is exactly what I've been talking about forever with COVID. And I know I was going to talk about Andrew Tate, but you know, he's kind of a side issue uh, in the fact that what I was getting at is he's getting the Julian Assange treatment right now, in my opinion. I I truly believe that Uh, he has hundreds of millions of young male followers that look up to him uh, and he is teaching uh, values to get men and boys to appreciate themselves because we all know the feminization and the feminist wave of culture Nazis that are bullying, basically, truly oppressing men from being able to feel confident and comfortable. There's no resources. There's no outsources. There's, there's, there's nothing men are men, men and boys are meant to just suck it up and uh, accept the culture for what it is and go to work and shut up and pay for these, you know, bastard children that are, are being populated or being bullied or manipulated. I mean, I, I let me give you an example. I know a guy, he pays $3,400 a month in child support, okay? And I think he's got two kids with this woman. $3,400 a month he pays, and he only brings home about 4500 a month, right? So more than half of his paycheck is going toward this woman, right? Now, is that justice? No, I don't think so. I think that that should definitely be reevaluated. But he's so beaten and defeated in his mind, he doesn't have any confidence. He doesn't feel good about his situation this is where he's just stuck. And so I've had conversations with him. I'm like, hey, dude, you really need to challenge this because this isn't right. The system is not being fair to you. The system is not being fair. But guess what? The system doesn't care. There's not people reaching out to him being, hey, you need to do better. Hey, you can do better. Hey, you can fix this. Hey, this isn't right. Instead, he's incrementally just wandering into this debt because he can't even afford to live. So now he lives with his mom in a small apartment and uh, he he's just stuck and he works more than half of his month of working. And he like, got a good job, decent job. Uh, more than half of that is just simply going to child support. And so it's so many situations like that, that it's important i believe and i'm not discounting women having confidence and women and things but you don't see billboards going down the freeway that state hey men attention men you are beautiful hey men you are good hey men this that so andrew tate was an advocate for that now he has some questionable you know backgrounds and everything else but don't we all doesn't everybody you know, and, and, it, and it comes back to uh, the, there's a couple things that I, I can relate to what it is. So, if, if you guys don't know the situation with Andrew Tate, basically, he was arrested uh, on Friday or Thursday. I don't know what the time zone was in Romania. He got arrested and is accused of grooming women and getting them to. Forcing them into some type of slavery cam girl thing. Now, a lot of the media has misrepresented what the actual charges are and the accusations are and saying that he was raping women and beating women and all this stuff when that's not really the the, the foundation of the accusations. It was more about grooming them and doing uh, pretending to be their boyfriends. So then they would do things for him. Right. And so because Andrew ran, I don't know if he still does, but he ran cam girl, uh, stuff and made, that's where he made most of his money. And there's a lot of money to be made in that. So, uh, the, the, the thing that first comes to mind, uh, cause he's talked about this in droves. He's talked about it, you know, uh, in many accounts, but one of the things is, is this guy's, uh, you know, I think he was a kickboxer as a UFC champion worth hundreds of millions of dollars, travels all over the world. Uh, really outspoken guy, really an alpha male, uh, you know, advocate you know trying to do your best and be your best. That was his whole mantra uh, was be your best. Don't be uh, bullied. don't be don't feel bad about yourself. Don't feel bad for wanting to take more into the world because that is kind of the foundation of our society. It's important to have dynamics and power dynamics. And some people like to be submissive. Some people like to be dominated, right? That's just a fact. You know, some women like this, some men like this. There's men out there that like to be dominated, right? And they don't like to make decisions. They don't like to take charge. They don't like to do anything, which is why you see them driving in the passenger seat, uh, driving down the freeway, and their girlfriend or wife is driving, right? That's such a, it's such a funny anomaly to me. I always talk about it with my friends is, is like, what happened to all these men? And the men are scared to be men because they're scared to speak out against it and they're scared to, do things like what Andrew Tate has done. So he has hundreds of millions of young boys. I'm not, I'm not, I'm being conservative that are actively looking up to him and he's basically giving them confidence. He's trying to give them, he's got these curriculums. I don't even know what it, I forgot what it's called. Um, This curriculum on how to be, you know, more of a manly man and how to be more of a man. There's nothing wrong with that, right? If we're going to have people, you know, advocate all these women want to be men, now, all these women that want to act like men and do all the things that men do, well, guess what? You can go look at Andrew Tate's you know, schooling and stuff like that that he does. Now, it's a little grotesque. It's a little uh, edgy and everything else. But at the same time, it's to cut through the nonsense. We've diluted down conversations and real conversations that men have that should have. Right? That is raw and it's uncut and it's unfiltered. That's the kind of conversations a lot of real men have. So it's not offensive to them or anything. It's normal and it's okay for them to have those conversations, right? And he does it in a in a way that cuts through a lot of stuff. So it it might seem vulgar to some because he's unfiltered. Right. He's not doing it for everybody. He's not having these conversations for everybody. He's not promoting this. But everything that he promotes, every single person that I've heard talk to and about Tate, besides this one Bobby guy uh, who seems like a, you know, a a beta, you know, um, he was talking bad about him on this Twitter space, but everybody else that had has met Tate. Andrew Tate has basically said, he's very respectful. He's, you know, he's very attentive. He's present. He does all of these things. Like he, he doesn't do a bunch of drugs. He kicks, he has kicked people out of his parties for bringing cocaine or just any type of drugs to his house. Like he's just a fanatic about it and straight up just kick these people out. So that type of person, it's kind of like the demonization of Nick Fuentes. And if you don't know that backstory, same thing nick fuentes is a virgin 24 25 20 well i think he's probably 23 24 now just this young kid virgin uh who's so demonized by the media and they call him a nazi and uh hitler sympathizer and all of this stuff because he is doing the same thing he's simply pointing out uh uh, things that aren't quote sexy now we know where this goes and how this is orchestrated. We know the media will pile on anything. We know that there's all these people, all these talking heads and all these influencers that could potentially be getting paid from government agencies or uh you know black op agencies to talk crap about Andrew Tate. And so there's all these people that are saying that oh he's guilty, he's guilty, he's guilty. Case in point, Julian Assange Right, He was accused, and it came out later, about five years later, that uh, he had sex operatives basically coerce him to set him up, and essentially that's what led to him going to jail was that. But even though it came out that there was a the CIA operatives, it, it's, he's still in jail and might end up there in the rest of his life. And another thing, when this guy's worth so much money and so flashy and he's alpha and he's tough and he's strong and he's very outspoken and everything else, that's attractive to women, So women, according to his friends, just throw themselves at this guy, right? And it makes me think of the Donald Trump tapes with, uh, what was his name? Bush, right? Bobby Bush or whatever, uh, where he pretty much said, grab him by the hoof hoof, you know? He said, you can pretty much do that. He didn't say that he has done that. He said, you can do that because these women... How are they able to get away with literally throwing themselves at somebody, letting you do anything and everything that you want to them, and then the man gets in trouble, right? Isn't it consensual? Isn't it uh, okay for two adults, two consenting adults, to have a relationship, whether you approve of it or not? Isn't that the same thing that this transgender and gay movement's doing? Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at NoncompliantUS.
0: No more living for the culture. We nobody slave. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael.
1: second segment non-compliant america joshua michael thanks for joining me thanks for joining me on this uh, september or excuse me december 31st 2022 the last motherfucking day of uh this crappy year there's been so much stuff going on i know i keep talking about it and i'm not talking about anything i just got stuck on this andrew tate thing because it's blowing up the internet everybody's upset and there's all this polarization going and i get it you guys are all going to have your opinion oh he's guilty oh you're just burying water for him and everything else and that's and that's fine if you feel that way but i honestly when did we when did we become guilty until proven innocent right it's innocent until proven guilty and that is such a fine important value in this country and in this world because we know uh, upon all the exposure that's been happening that these governments and organizations and you know, operations are so sophisticated now, especially in British intelligence and uh, the United States, CIA, FBI, DOD all these organizations, they have very dark, sophisticated organizations where they are co-opting, corrupting people. There's something called the economic hitman, and I haven't even got into what I wanted to talk about today. But I'm talking about the stupid Tate thing, because it's important. This is a cultural moment, kind of like when Kanye, you know, went on and said he loves everybody, including Hitler, and everybody lost their mind. When he is actually exposing, you know, these back... Back behind the scenes, Jewish organizations that control the media and control Hollywood and everything else. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to touch it. Suddenly, now he's an anti Jew, right? And then the whole debate, kind of like the whole debate when the Hillary emails came out, the debate wasn't about the emails and what the context was with all the pedophilia, trafficking, arms trades, deals, corruption that she was doing. They made the debate about who released the emails. And then they went after Julian Assange. So, when I'm not quick to jump on this Andrew Tate thing, when there's a a massive amount of history of corruption, people getting set up, especially somebody like him, especially somebody that is going against the grain, countering the narrative, and you have to be bold, you have to be brazen, you have to be raw to do that. Because we know all of the people that are just milk toast, going with the grain, trying to play both sides, trying to be nice, trying to, uh, you know, not hurt anybody's feelings. We know how those people are. Because there's so many of them, nothing's getting done. Nobody knows really who they are. They are, I mean there there's you can throw a stick and hit them because people are trying to navigate these tricky waters of this psychological jujitsu on how we should behave culturally where andrew tate was simply trying to educate people to do that right julian assange was trying to educate people on what the u.s united states military was actually doing in afghanistan and that shifted the whole paradigm of the longest war in the United States, which was the Afghan war, the most expensive war in the United States, lasted over 20 years. Who won that war? Who won? Who won? Saw something on the news the other day. Interesting, uh, interesting thing to think about is they pulled the Afghan troops out. Remember how that was a big disaster, pulling out the troops, everything else? that was right before the Ukrainian conflict with Russia. Where do you think that they're priming and/or have already sent those troops to? they can't have a war in Afghanistan and Ukraine so they shifted the entire thing they got all the precious metals were' able to negotiate that to give that to China because did you know that Afghan Afghanistan has one of the biggest lithium fields lithium mines, in the planet, they're the number one lithium producer uh, in the globe. And guess who was there harvesting the lithium while we were fighting towel heads in the in the desert? China. So China was on the other side of the mountain. There's this joke that uh, not only that, opium. Ooh, that's a big one. Opium. Where do you think opium and fentanyl comes from? Afghanistan. Interesting fact too. The Taliban in two thousand there was only 1% of the world's uh, opium was coming from Afghanistan. After 2002, after we took it over and declared war on Afghanistan, it then went up to like 90%. And I'm being conservative. I think it was actually more. And guess who was guarding the opium fields? United States soldiers. So while we're fighting the uh, the Taliban or whoever, the, whoever the government told us we were fighting and we were training the freedom fighters, which then turned out to be ISIS later. Uh, we actually trained them and then gave them all their weapons and gave them all their stockpiles and everything else. And and I, I mean, I could go, I could talk about this stuff forever, but what I'm getting at is that China was on the other side of the mountain harvesting all the lithium while we're fighting these people. So what we need to understand is we can't always just jump on the bandwagon. We need to give people a fair trial. We need to give people a chance. Now, we can't trust what's coming out of the media, and we know that. We can't trust what these people are saying. We need to do our own investigations, just like COVID, just like the masks, just like the vaccines, just like everything now. It's sad, but we've been captured. And most of you understand this now, which is why this is such a prolific time in our history, because now more than ever, the general public is so awake and waking up so quickly that they are beginning to understand that the government is not there to help us. The government is not there to save us. And so what is the government going to do? They have to result back to their one thing distraction 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 and if they if we aren't buying it then the next step is to start eradicating the public non-compliant america will be right back My dad said schools are basically prisons. They keep kids locked up physically and mentally, prepare them for jobs that are also basically prisons until they retire and go to a nursing home. Their final prison.
0: School is not a prison.
1: Can I leave whenever I want to? It's
0: a little like a prison. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua
1: Michael with Noncompliant America. All right. Yes, welcome to the uh, unpopular view, which is now becoming the popular view and the mainstream view. Uh, Which is noncompliance, being noncompliant to this tyrannical institution and this tyrannical government uh, down to every single molecular level. uh, It's important that we become noncompliant, noncompliant in the future lockdowns, noncompliant in the future industrial takeovers and everything else. They understand, which is why they're popping the bubble. They understand that we aren't going to go along with this next wave of nonsense, We're not going to go along with this next wave of mask wearing. We're not going to go along with this next vaccine mandate. Now, some of you are, and and we are in the heart of the lion's den of probably the stupidest population, the most ridiculous uh, following sheeple, uh, beta male, you know, women, male things in the entire country. We are the pinata. We are the guinea pigs and uh and it's an example of this with the amount of people that are still walking around with masks driving you know you the car the person in the car by themselves wearing a mask it's because it's become their blankie right it's their it's their they're scared of the world and they're scared to engage in the world they're scared to have an opinion they're scared to do anything so they have literally been beat into submission And not able to have an opinion on their own, which is fine. I feel sorry for those people. Uh, You know, good riddance to them because you can't save them. and You can't get through to them at this point. But everybody else that's on the fringe or on the fence, they're waking up in droves. And it's a beautiful thing because now more than ever, even my liberal friends and people that, you know, said I'm killing grandma and, and doing all this stuff and everything else, um... They're now coming around being like, whoa, dude, you're right. I'm sorry. Um, This sucks because they tricked me and I don't know what to do. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, Dr. Ely's got a regiment uh, on, you know, helping vaccinated people and trying to get rid of the toxin. And he only has uh, experiments. They only have hypothesis. They only have successes based on the information that they've done and with what they know. And so, you know, I I I'm like reach out to him, reach out to them and people are like, "Hey, my brother uh he told me the other day. They're like, "Hey, my brother got the vaccine, but he's 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 really upset, he's really sad. Uh he wishes that he didn't." And uh you know, what can he do? And I'm like, "Well, it's great cuz there's doctors out there. There's tons of them." And if you listen to my uh space that I put up. It's not my space. I think this guy Matt Wallace or something put it up. Uh but it's with Simone Gold. There is it's four hours and I and I highly suggest that everybody just jump on there and listen to it because it's phenomenal with the amount of information. And a lot of you, if you've been my regular listener and anything else, you'll know because I say I've been talking about all this stuff for years. You know, even back on like Stacey Ann's show, I was telling her about all these things that were nobody knew about it. Nobody knew about ivermectin and how effective it was on combating against the SARS COVID-2. Uh, And hydroxychloroquine and all of this stuff. Nobody knew about that. But I was listening to these people when they came out in April and they had this press conference. And Simone talks about it in the thing. You'll have to listen to it. It's fascinating on the story with everybody. And it's not just her. It's doctors from around the world that are jumping into this Twitter space, talking about their experience, talking about censorship, talking about government overreach. Talking about where the medical tyrannical regime is going, not just where it went, but where it's going and what the covid measures and the covid lockdowns and the covid overreach, where that's progressing and what's that what that's being used for. And these are doctors. These are professional doctors talking about the new world order and the global takeover and the global government and globalism and and all this stuff. and it's a ton of doctors So it's fascinating to listen to this space because they hit so many points and they don't hold back any punches. And that's the importance of where Twitter's at right now with no censorship because people are able to have these open forum conversations. And I think there were over 70,000 people uh, in this space. And that's why I grabbed it and I'm putting it on I'm not you know, profiting from it or anything else. It's just about information, and I want you guys to get information. The whole purpose of this show, I may never meet you guys. If you listen to this show, I will never meet you. There's a chance. But if anything that you can take away from this show is you need to have, I want you to have more confidence in yourself, more confidence in your belief system, whether it's true or not, whether I believe it or not. You don't even have to agree with me. But if you're questioning things and if you're challenging things and you're challenging narratives and you're challenging the groups of people that are all just jumping on and thinking they have all the answers and thinking that they have everything figured out. And if you can speculate and or think something different, it's important to speak up and challenge yourself and challenge those people. Sometimes you can sway a whole group by just how you engage in the conversation and you don't have to be hostile you don't have to be crazy you don't have to do anything but if anything that you can take away from this is that just because everybody tells you one thing does not mean it's true and we know that now we know that and it's so crystal clear all the media organizations, all the TikTok influencers, the Instagram influencers, the doctors, the the news broadcasts, the politicians, the public officials, everybody that jumped on and said the COVID vaccine is safe and effective. Now what do they say? Well, it wasn't a mandate, it was just a suggestion. And 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 yeah, you know, we didn't know for a fact, but we just figured we would tell everybody that and you know they didn't have to do it when we know that they did because they're trying to scapegoat out of the responsibility for the millions of people that went out and got the vaccine and now are either dead massively ill they're sick they they've been sick 5 times this winter they want to scapegoat that and say well you know, you guys didn't have to, and and it's not because of the vaccine, you know, still to this day, uh, the national Institute of health, the NIH has a, um, non, uh, man, I'm drawing a blank here. I, I just, there's just so much in my mind there. There's a moratorium on them not being able to do autopsies on people that die from the shot. They don't want to do autopsies. They aren't allowed to do it. There's a policy that we aren't hearing about that they're not allowed to do it. And that's a whole nother thing, right? Because there could be so many more people. You know, it's it's becoming so, I know Barbara Walters just died. There's, there's just people just dying everywhere. 21-year-olds, 25-year-olds, 22-year-olds. Uh, it's just, it's all over the place. And so it's, it's wild to me that people can't see what's going on and one of the things that i want to go through is i want to name off some of the most recent victims uh that you know have uh have died and have died suddenly because if you haven't seen died suddenly it's died suddenly info the most prolific documentary i think that's been out so far um, that we've seen in, in regards to COVID and the vaccines and everything else, you can go to diedsuddenly.info. Watch it, watch it. Prove me wrong. It's phenomenal. Um, Cardiologist who mocked the unvax suddenly dies in his sleep after the third COVID jab. Right, that was Doctor Middle. So I mean, you could just go through. I just go through their Twitter. Uh, and, and look at all this stuff. It's, they post people, new people every day, profound people, 24 year old flight attendant collapses and dies after landing in London. Um, prominent Lithuanian influencer. I can't even say her name, but you got a picture of her back in 21, getting the vaccine, beautiful woman, very, you know, in shape, everything else. She was fully vaccinated. And she died, quote, of lung complications. How do you get lung complications at 30 years old when you were healthy before? Right. This is not a normal anomaly. Minnesota hockey player, 16, dies on Christmas Day after suffering a series of strokes. 16-year-old, despite attempts to save him with emergency surgery, how are they supposed to give him emergency surgery when he's got these spike proteins growing? Bob Marley's grandson, Joseph Joe Mursa. Died at age 31. I mean, this stuff's everywhere. Uh, this guy, 26-year-old, collapsed after suffering a heart attack. Um, Tom Renz has a report on there. Uh, this Korean actor dies at age 40. Uh, their hockey player teenager, this guy, uh, got 19 booster shots 19 months before his sudden death. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. and it's And it's really sad. Because there's a real medical tyranny happening that they're literally there's so much more going on behind the scenes with these doctors and everything else than we know, than we're even being able to told being told. And these doctors have gone along with it so long, they're definitely not going to speak out. One, because they've been profiting so much from anything and everything COVID, which is why they still have emergency youths authorization and we're still under an emergency order. Because that allows an entirely new fund of money to be just funneled to these people. And how long are we going to let this go? How long are we going to let them lie to us, experiment on us, and cheat us into our future with this depopulation agenda that's going on? You're listening to Noncompliant America. Make sure to subscribe to me at Twitter, US. Or grab my podcast and make sure to subscribe. NoncompliantAmerica.com. One more segment coming up. Time is ticking for the final hours of 2022 as we spiral into this new year leading toward agenda 2030 and the uncloaking of the global tyrannical system that is sent to try to conquer your life and exterminate humanity for everything that we know and everything that we know and how we see it and our existence, our pure existence of energy consumption, how we do it, how we go about our lives. They are trying to evolve us into accepting a more technological future where robots control our lives, robots then dictate what we can and what we can't do, uh, how much meat we can consume, how how far we can travel, how many kids we can have, if we can have kids, everything. They're trying to take over every aspect of our lives and it's such a beautiful moment now that people are starting to realize this And they're starting to take action the one thing that you can do the most important thing that you can do is take action within your own life engage with your children engage with your friends engage with your family some people might not think that you have a very good opinion but if you believe in yourself god will provide you the avenues and the answers that you need to move forward and if it's only you and God going into this future, I promise you that will be everything that you need. So what I want to talk about on this last segment, I got a couple emails regards to technology. I do have a technology background. Uh, I personally love technology and hate technology at the same time. And how can that be? How can you do this? right? I deal with technology for a living, uh, but... It's a love-hate because I understand where it's headed and where things are going. So all these conveniences that everybody loves and, you know, you talk to Alexa and the talk to text. You guys don't like texting, so you're, you're talking on to your phone on your text messages. Understand that this is being used and they are manipulating it in a sense to further perfect your text capturing and uh, just how they're capturing and listening to you. They're articulating, they're learning, they're grabbing everything. So just understand, everything that you do and or on or around your phone is listening, going into a database, your phone records it. Even if you put it in airplane mode, your phone is going to record it and then it'll just upload it once you reconnect to the internet. So the Faraday cage things are cool. Uh, If, you know, you want to go to some secret meeting or you don't want to be tracked, but the minute that you undo that, boom, your location's tracked. You know, 900 times a minute, your phone is trying to geolocate you, as well as all the different tracking systems. The House of Representatives just passed a bill not allowing TikTok to be installed on anybody's phone because they understand the dangers. And it's not just TikTok. TikTok is a distraction. Uh, It's much deeper than that, but what I want to get into uh, for all the preppers out there, people trying to protect themselves against cyber attacks, because we're going to have massive 23 is going to be the biggest year yet of the deindustrialization, which means, um, you know, going analog, having cyber attacks and different things like that. So people want to know if you lose power, how do you, what do you do? Right, If you don't have a generator, uh, which generators aren't the most effective way to to have power and utilize power, you got to use different alternatives. So they make... There's a bunch of different stuff out there, um, but they make these little clocks. So I have these radios, and I teach my kids how to use them and stuff like that. But these little radios with a crank on them, so it has a gyro built in, and it's a flashlight, it's a radio, but it's also a USB charger. So your phone... And basic electronic devices do not need much electricity. In fact, they don't need hardly anything. So what you do is you take this clock with a gyro and you can just boom, spin it for like 20 minutes, you know, while you're doing something. And then that has a little battery bank in it and it will actually charge your phone, which is great. The other thing is, is you can get a solar panel or two uh, and trickle charge some type of battery, a deep cell battery, a car battery. Uh, anything of the sort and just have that charge as well. So, you know, in more of a longer scenario situation, not just like an emergency situation, uh, you know, you can get solar panels, solar uh, backups that uh, it's not ideal for like your house, but for basic things like electronics, I know for pretty cost effective for probably like 150 bucks, you can get a pretty decent solar pack uh, online. That will charge most of your electronics and it's mobile and portable uh, or you can have a more sustainable stationary one and obviously you can get bigger if you want it to be for your house. So expect a lot of power outages because those are going to start happening. You know, if you've noticed on Christmas Day, nobody reported on it. Nobody talked about it in Washington. uh, These uh, terrorists known as Antifa or uh you know whatever i don't know which group it was um but these kids basically were trying to blow up a power plant now they weren't they were successful in the sense that the power outage lasted only a few minutes but it was a it was an attempt to do that so you're going to start seeing more of that kind of stuff going on there's that arsonist in west salem he just got arrested he was just lighting a fire uh in this garbage can um at this location but i think he had five other locations Right. So it's going to start happening as things break down, as money supply dries up, as people are getting pinched at their jobs, there's massive layoffs coming in all these big corporations. You know, I kind of wanted to talk about Southwest Airlines and what that whole debacle is. So I actually happened to listen and heard an insider uh, talk about how the EKGs are coming back negative on a lot of these pilots. So if you don't know about being a pilot, Pilots have one of the highest standards of health and they're constantly having to do physicals and constantly now Mike Adams was talking about this years ago and he's like I'll never fly again after they started rolling out these shots because now they mandated all these pilots to get the vaccine which is not a vaccine it's an mRNA shot right we know that but they mandated all of this, and so then you're going to start seeing all these illnesses. And so I think that's what's happening with Southwest on why they're having such a shortage and massive amounts of layoffs and everything else, because all of these—and I know an insider that was works for the airline. He wouldn't specify which airline, uh, but we all know which airline he's probably talking about. Now, that's why they have these massive— Uh, you know, uh, layoffs and stuff happening everywhere. And people can't get on flights. Southwest is canceling their flights. I think it was like 9000 the other day or 11000, just a massive amount. So there's people that are just stuck everywhere. And they can't get on Southwest. Now Southwest had a vaccine mandate. Right. And what I heard, and this is this hasn't been validated, but it makes sense, is that the EKGs are coming back negative and they're not allowing these pilots to fly because their heart is not acting the way that it should and that's what an EKG does is it measures your heart rhythms and stuff it checks for heart attacks and stuff like that but i didn't even get to get into what i really wanted to talk about cuz this is such a short segment but guys check it out jump on my podcast make sure to subscribe noncompliantamerica.com I need your support. I need your feedback. I need all of that stuff so we can move forward and be this stronghold in this FEMA Region 10, formerly known as Oregon. Now, we're going into the new year. What should we expect to happen? We got Tina Kotek. We got a new governor um, that is set to be an even bigger disaster than Kate Brown. So expect more tyranny to be coming in the future, and you have to get prepared The first thing you need to do is understand that we have have to contend against this. You can't burrow into a hole and hide your head in the sand anymore. We're not at that point. So it's time to buckle up and get ready for the future, because next year is going to be wild. Have a great weekend, great, safe weekend. We'll see you next week.